Hello everyone, it is the 10th of February 2024 and we're back with more games. This is going to be the second episode where we focus on one game only and today we're going to look at Astabros in detail. To do so, we have invited a special guest, Stika, hello! Hi there, glad to be here folks! <laughs> I'm also joined by Wido. hello man, how are you doing? Hi! Yeah, I'm doing fine. And unfortunately, Diego couldn't make it this time, so it will be up to us three to discuss the game from Neofit Studios. But before we jump in, Stika, thanks for joining. How are you doing? And tell all our listeners um, a bit about yourself. I <laughs> thank you. I and I'm pretty good. Thank you for asking. Um, so I have a YouTube gaming channel, retro gaming channel. Um, and, uh, by the way, in case people don't know, uh, this accent is from Portugal, hence the very fake accent. <laughs> um, I basically, I basically talk about like a lot of retro games in general. I tend to do like uh, list videos of uh, games on, on a certain topic. Though I usually like to talk about um, games that are not as well known or lesser known. I also like to talk about a lot about um, homebrew games from modern systems, like the like Astrobot in this case. And I, I, I also enjoy talking about gaming history from countries you usually don't hear about, like. Portugal, Brazil, Greece. Uh, I've done a bit of Taiwan as well. Um, and I've covered some topics that usually range gaming history from a lot of countries that, it, that, is, that is not the US or Japan, which is usually the, the mainstream go-to for most of the retro space. That's awesome. Uh, I am very uh, stricken, struck by your English because <laughs> it's very, very good. Where did you learn it? Video games and cartoons, basically. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's incredible. In incredible. <laughs> incredible. Well, well are, done. Are, isn't everything in Portuguese when you... Um, like the kids show when you were, were young? Or? All movies and TV shows are, are uh, in English with Portuguese uh, uh, subtitles. Okay, only, yeah. children, on, only children's TV shows are in Portuguese. But it, like most cable channels when I, when I was growing up, uh, had their had cartoons in their original language, this, regardless of their uh, target age. So, if we were watching like a cartoon from the UK, the US, Germany, Japan, whatever, it would be in the original language and then uh, subtitles. So, as a result, we usually tend to learn a lot of English and some Spanish as well. Sometimes some French. It kind of depends on the person, basically. But usually, English is pretty common here. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you speak better English than me. I live in England, and my mum's English. <laughs> what, what gives? To um, be fair, this accent is, does not go away. <laughs> yeah, but you don't stumble. You're very good. Yeah, it's, yeah. A lot of people accusing you for uh, for being Borat or something. Yes, right? <laughs> uh, every single day. Every single day. It's <laughs> crazy. Probably a I lot didn't. of comments from the US. We are just, which are, yeah, yeah. We are just like, I, I, ignorant. I, I kind of noticed that basically, like people from the US, because the US is such a, a country, a country that looks so inwards. Um, so the only uh, uh, experience they have with accents is what you usually see in Hollywood, which a lot of the times those are fake accents to begin mm. with. Yeah. So yeah, it's certainly. like a fake French accent, a fake German, a fake German accent. A fake Spanish accent, like for them, a, a German accent is like Hans Gruber from Die Hard, which, in case you don't yeah. know, was played by a British actor, not by a German actor. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. fake German yeah. accent, basically. And uh, anything that goes outside of that Hollywood range, they just don't know what it is. <laughs> I remember watching that um, Austin Powers movie, uh, mm -hmm. Gold Member, I think. 
Ah, where yeah, he yeah, plays a Dutch accent guy, and it was so yeah. cringe for me. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it was not Dutch. It's more like <laughs> German or something, or something really made up. It was unbearable for me to watch. Yeah, well, I, I kind of get it. His style, but yeah. Yeah, it's the same here when they have some English person playing an Italian. Uh, oh my God, it's oh, so yeah. funny. They get it all wrong. <laughs> I, I'm originally from Italy. So oh, okay, okay. That, that's why. Uh, I know there's the movie where, where they had like some characters speak Portuguese. The issue is they hired, I don't know, South American, like maybe Mexican uh, actors or whatever. So you get like Mexican, act, act, Mexican actors speaking Portuguese and I could not understand one thing they were saying. Like <laughs> yeah, I had to yeah. make such a huge effort. <laughs> it's, it's totally true that I, I was I was really gobsmacked they would do that because they probably think they're catering for a, an audience that's completely English. Uh, yeah. In my case, in my case. And then... But then they don't. Maybe there's some native speakers of the language they're faking there, and they're just like, "Oh my god, what are they saying?" <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know if you listened to our show before, but we usually talk about snacks, and I have to ask you. I have to because I ask every guest <laughs> that comes on the show. Uh, you have to give us um, a recommendation for a salty snack and a sweet snack from Portugal. What would you give us? Sweet snack are some good ones. There we have some uh, Regina chocolate bars, which are fruit flavored. So you have like, but but like they don't have actual fruit pieces, but they are just fruit flavored. And yeah, the the cool thing about them is that they're uncommon fruits for chocolate. So you have like pineapple, passion fruit, um, and at least outside of Portugal, and I've traveled a bit, I've never seen any country that has like pineapple chocolate or passion fruit chocolate. So <laughs> yeah. I would recommend those. Awesome. Uh, for for salty snacks, now that's that's more difficult. Like they have to be like packaged snacks or or like or like um, like a street food, for example. Uh, it can be anything, but if it's packaged, it's um, it's better because I can look it up and maybe get it from England. That makes sense. I mean, we have uh, oh, I don't know, I don't know the name of the nuts in English. It's like it's like um, a Brazil a cashew. Like we have fried cashew in honey i don't know uh, honey yeah. fried cashew i don't know if you have that um in uk or, or uh, you're, you're from you're from the, from the netherlands uh, yes. why, if I, if I, okay yeah. I, I don't know if you have that in, in the netherlands in, in the netherlands or or in the uk but it's basically cashew fried in honey and it's really good wow that that, that does sound really good and, and not good it's for both teeth. salty <laughs> it's both salty and and uh, and and lightly sweet very lightly ah, that that's yeah, yeah. the best if it if, if it's both <laughs> Exactly. I, when I when I go to Portugal, I always get those. Um, it's in a glass jar, and there's like yellow beans, and they're oh, really salty. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The the um, oh, oh, um, oh man, I, I have I don't usually eat those, but yes, trumos. They're called trumos. Yes, we usually uh, get those. Um, I actually don't know their name in English. To be honest, I have no idea. No, what I, they're don't, called in I, I don't either. <laughs> I had I, I never seen them anywhere else, but you get it with a beer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like normally you get, get nuts or something, but then yeah. you get these yeah. and you have to peel them or something. And yeah, exactly. Eat it inside. But I'm too lazy and I eat them, eat them whole. <laughs> you, you, you can eat them whole, actually. I'm usually not a big fan of Trumots, also because I don't drink that much beer, to be honest. So I actually don't have one or I don't have either, to be honest. But um, it is very popular here as well, yes. <laughs> I think my daughter loves something called, um, and pardon me if I butcher the name, Folar de Olao. Ah, Folar de Olao. See, see, they're, they're basically 
It's like baked bread uh, with a lot of like meat and, and eggs in it. Um, uh, no, this one was vegan. It was like sweet and it had like layers, oh. layers of bread and it was with the lemon. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know there was a vegan version, to be honest. That's new to me. So now, now I got to try that one. Usually it's like <laughs> with meat and eggs. So to me, a, a vegan version is, is, is very new. Although it is funny because a lot of our um, regional and, and historical sweets have been, um, uh, are kind of evolving, like not just with vegan versions, but like new flavors. And for a lot of the more traditional Portuguese, it's almost offensive with seeing these new flavors. Like <laughs> people usually like, like for example, I don't know if you ever had a, a pastel de nata, if you know what that yes. is. Oh, okay. I've heard this before. Um, like, the thing is, lemon has, curds. Yeah. yeah, and I have some bakeries who do like flavored pastel nata. So it's like chocolate flavored or strawberry flavored. And like, fair them, I like them. But I've met people who are like staunchly against it, like morally, like like the fact that it exists <laughs> is a moral failure in our society. So yes, this is uh, it's funny, like very uh, conservative culture of. Uh, Oh, when it comes to snacking. food, abs absolutely overly yeah. conservative, in my opinion. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I, I once uh, knew um, a girl who hated pecan nuts because they, they were, what is that? Beep? They were, she did not like pecan nuts. I don't know why, <laughs> because they were never seen them in Italy. So they were uh, an oh. abomination. Yeah. I have Incredible. to admit, I'm the kind of person who like who loves to to try like food from different countries or like different mm. food. So long as it's not, and I don't wish to offend anyone, like food that you would typically consider disgusting. Like, I don't know, if you offered me like scorpions, I'd be like, you know, fam, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Oh. But like outside of that, like, outside of that, of those, foods, of those foods that are like just too much of a culture shock, I'll try pretty much anything. <laughs> I think, yeah, in, in Italy, they, they eat uh, like mm, beef brain. It's disgusting. We we have that we have a few dishes like those and I don't eat it either I don't like it either I mean we also eat snails in Portugal but I don't like snails either but oh so, I, I but, used to eat the snails in Italy as well yeah with garlic yeah. lots of garlic and uh, olive oil yeah and, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> everything tastes everything tastes amazing with garlic and olive oil so correct kind of yeah kind of absolutely <laughs> don't tell this to my partner she she loves my food but I think that's the only reason why she likes it because I put loads of salt and and olive oil and garlic in it yeah. <laughs> It makes it makes everything taste good. <laughs> so I am here now. She's she's gone uh, to Germany a couple of episodes ago, and she's brought me these. I don't know if you have ever seen them. They're called uh, speculatius. That's, that's, that's Dutch. That's <laughs> Dutch. It, it's German, not Dutch. Wait, it's Dutch. Is it I Dutch? Been, I've been to the Netherlands like last year. I I, I, I didn't see those actually, to be honest. Speculatius. Uh, it's although, something we eat in, in December. Although yeah. I gotta say. I did buy a lot of Dutch cheeses. My God, they were amazing. Yeah, I oh, went. Really? famous for I, them. I went home with like a full case of just Dutch cheeses. They were that good. <laughs> <laughs> like and, and like you have like different flavors of the of the like there was like um, garlic garlic flavored cheese and like um, smoked cheese and, and um, yeah, coconut cheese. cheese. I've never had coconut cheese. Why is it so good? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It's yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're creative with our cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good with your cheeses. Very good. I was like, God damn. Sorry, I, I knew about France uh, for cheeses and Italy, but I didn't know the Netherlands, except from Gouda, I think it's called. Gouda yeah, is very good. That's it's famous fantastic. Fantastic. Over, yeah, all over yeah. the world. 
Yeah, to yeah, be fair, we're also proud of our cheeses. Like, if you came here, you'll also find a lot of good cheeses. I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet, I bet. I've been to Portugal. I had loads of good food there as well. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> that was my vacation. I have friends living in Portugal, so oh, I'm, that's very I, cool. And they're like every other year. Or something. <laughs> that that is pretty cool. It, it, it's kind of funny too because, like, um, I would say ten years ago, or like maybe fifteen years ago you would not see a, a, a foreigner in Lisbon. Like, you just would not see one. And then in the span of 15 years, like, it did a complete 180. It's super weird. I, I don't know what happened, but it happened. It's probably because it gets so much more expensive here that a lot of people it's, go. It's, it's possible. It's very possible. I remember, like, when I was in college, we saw, like, a, a, a couple of, I don't know what they, where they were from. They were, they were, they were, they were from another country. They were like touring Lisbon. And me and my friends were like, foreigners in Lisbon? That's so <laughs> uncommon. And now just, uh, well, if you've been here, I'm sure you've noticed it's it's very common now. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, those friends of mine live in a village which is now oh. sort of colonized by <laughs> Dutch people. It's like when you go there, everybody speaks Dutch. It's really strange. <laughs> that's, a, that's incredible. <laughs> Although that's, that's, that's actually kind of a good thing because a lot of uh, our villages we're being kind of ab slowly abandoned. So if it helps breathe new life into them, I'm all for it. Another <clears> thing that shocked me was the shopping. Shopping cost a lot there, like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I, yeah. My it's, God. It, yeah, we're, we're kind of infamous for like um, shopping and, and gas, like uh, uh, fuel for our cars being very expensive, despite our salaries not being, <laughs> not being, not being properly aligned with those expenses. Yeah. yeah, I remember that I, I, we were like flabbergasted. We bought like uh, two papayas was like eight pounds or something ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, yeah, lots of money. Good stuff. Um, let's say, should we move on to the main topic of this um, uh, of this podcast episode, which is Astaros, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, I think you already played it a lot. We mm -hmm. both uh, played, I think we do, he, uh, you, catch, you caught up um, today. But um... <laughs> several days, uh, I, I played it <laughs> during a holiday, and then I bounced off it, of it. And then the last few days, I I've been playing it pretty yeah, uh, yeah a lot actually. So this game is uh, published by and and uh, developed by Neofit Studios, and uh, they have done another game, uh, Demons of Asterborg, and now I think mm -hmm. they branched off with uh, Neofit Technology uh, for mm -hmm. uh, this new project. It's called Demon Claw, which is a port apparently, and. Um, I really hope we can get them on an episode for an interview. So I'm not going to say too much about Neofit Studios. I hope to wrap this up in an interview later on. And they, they made this game. I think it was uh, the end of it was started way in 2022. I still remember it was it was already starting then. In fact, when I started the podcast, there was the Kickstarter for it, if I recall correctly. And already I was really hyped for this game. Since then, uh, they published it, I think, in February, if I recall correctly, when they sent me... I bought the digital version, so they sent me the ROM. I don't recall... Probably around that, yeah. Yeah, and yes, uh, it, it's... I was hyped, and let's say, in a nutshell, like, I am still very happy with it. <laughs> so I, I, I really I, love the game. So, sorry, the, I interrupted you. Uh, the, 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 the Kickstarter really threw me off when I... I watched that. I, I remember it was live, that it mm. was called Esther Bros, and it was like multiplayer. It said, and I thought 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is sort of Smash Bros or something. So I thought, okay. <laughs> Smash Bros, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I thought it was like something like that. So I, I never looked into it when it when the Kickstarter was live. Uh, but yeah, it it turned uh, to to something totally different uh, than yeah, I completely, expected. Completely different. Completely different. So what? Yeah, what is it? So it's um, a roguelite sort of game with platforming elements, let's say. And I think uh, the crux of it is that when you die, you don't lose the progress, but you lose your inventory. However, we will get into that uh, a bit further on during this episode. Uh, I don't know if uh, one of you guys wants to want to take it from here and uh, just go a bit further on. I don't know who, which one of you. <laughs> Well, well uh, um, I, 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 hey, I that always happens. That always happens. I want to ask about um, uh, your experience with uh, rogue likes or rogue lights because I usually uh, have sort of troubles with this with this genre because yeah, they're really time wasting and I, I always feel like it's an undertaking to get started with them. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, well, for me at least, I, I started playing roguelikes when they were actually more like Rogue, the original game. So um, mm. back when they were turn-based RPGs, and like if you if you if your character died, um, you'd lose that character and you have to start all over again with all with with um, uh, and with new gear and uh, and once again level from the from the beginning. Which at the time, basically, the 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 genre was created due to mostly due to technical limitations instead of like an actual uh, an actual uh, um, game design decision. Um, <laughs> the roguelikes we have now, it's it's like, well, they're usually more platformer centric, usually a bit Metroidvania. Um, I've played a few, and I, I have to admit, I was very pleasantly surprised by by uh, Astro Bros. I played their previous game, which was Demons of Asterborg, which mm. at at the time, their Kickstarter for Demons of Westworld was kind of weird because um, they were saying the game would have like RPG elements and be kind of Metroidvania, kind of roguelike, and then turns out like none of that went into the game. Like it was completely <laughs> cut off. Right. And I'm pretty sure Astro Bros is what they originally envisioned with their first Kickstarter. So, huh. um, and in that regard, I feel it worked a lot better. I feel I feel this game Astro Bros is. A lot better than Demons of Vesterborg. Demons of Vesterborg, I enjoyed, but I was a little disappointed in some parts. Although I will say one thing uh, Vesterborg had better than Vesterbros was the um, the graphical presentation had more highs and more lows. Like it was more inconsistent, but when it tried to impress you, it really impressed you. Whereas I feel Vesterbros um, is not as graphically impressive. Even even the music, while good. It's not as good, but it also does not have the same low, so it's a more consistent experience, in my opinion. Well, the, uh, uh, then then I want to play the uh, <laughs> uh, Borg as well because this has quite a bit of graphical highs for me, uh, especially during the bosses. But let's talk about that <laughs> later, I guess. Uh, but uh, what's your experience with roguelikes, uh, Andy? I started in the modern gaming uh, scene to play uh, like ro- roguelites, and I think my first one was actually, uh, hang on a minute, because I'm going back years here, okay. the first rogue that defined the genre. I think it was, I think it was called a rogue, uh, something, a roguelite. I don't remember. It was it's actually rogue. called... It's called I Rogue. Don't rem- I don't remember. Was it just called Rogue? The first one so. was called Rogue, yeah. 
Not uh, yeah. Rogue Legacy, was it that? Oh, Rogue oh. Legacy. Okay, no, that one, that one came out in 2015, I think. And yeah, it's the one that kickstarted the rogue, the roguelike genre in modern days. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that one's the one I played. And I was like, oh, this is different. But also, um, because I'm a bit old school, I didn't really mm -hmm. like the idea of going over and over because I kind of abandoned that mm -hmm. scenario of going starting from scratch. And then I've abandoned that. I didn't play anything roguelike anymore until I stepped onto a modern game, Dead Cells, which is apparently roguelike. And mm -hmm. that I spent out, countless hours on. And I really enjoyed it. And, and I really understood and grasped what was the concept uh, behind uh, the roguelike um, idea. So then I started enjoying them. And basically nearly all the games now sort of don't let you lose the progress, even if they're platformers. You know? So, <laughs> so m m yeah, most of it's like sort of the industry has gone that way naturally to, to incorporate, say, some modern game design mechanics in some way. Yeah, I, I've played a lot of Nuclear Throne. I don't know if you know that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's also a roguelite, but it's not like a platformer, but a top-down sort of yes. uh, shooter thing. I, I brought, that, I think, maybe 30 hour, hours into it. And <laughs> I maybe got halfway through, and I know like a, a perfect run takes maybe 20 minutes to complete the game, but somehow <laughs> I never could beat <laughs> the game. And that... Uh, after pouring so much hours into a roguelite, that bounced me off of the whole genre because <laughs> ah, I thought, yeah, yes. uh, I don't want to spend so much time anymore to try to beat the game. I, I, I have really the, uh, the tendency to to beat every game I play. I would just want to see yeah, those Yeah, Rita credits. has this problem where he has to complete everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's really hard with a roguelite or like or whatever you call it. Yeah, there's both. There's both roguelikes and roguelites. They both exist. <laughs> I don't know the difference, but... Uh, <laughs> I Basically, think, uh, the difference is roguelikes are more hardcore because you lose everything. You lose all your progress in the game and you lose like your character and their gear and their level. You lose everything. Roguelites, it means you get to keep something. Uh, in this case, Astro Bros is a roguelite. So roguelikes are basically normal games, like Sonic is a roguelike then? Because you lose no, everything. no, no, because, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because the idea is Sonic does not have like RPG elements, for example, like um, ah. the original rogue, the original rogue likes were rogue was an RPG. So the original rogue likes usually had more of an RPG focus. So like you'd lose what level um, if you're like, if, if, if your character was level 20, you'd go back to level zero. If you're like in dungeon five, go back to dungeon one. So it's not quite the same because it, it had to have an RPG element. Now, I'll admit with new games, the term rogue and roguelike and roguelite, they're all a bit muddled these days. It's, mm. it's, not, it's, not, it's not such a clear definition these days. Yeah. I, I, yeah, for me also, it's a bit uh, confusing <laughs> sometimes. It, it can be a little confusing. It's, it's, it's kind of like Souls-like, uh, like Souls -like from, from Dark Souls. Ah, a, lot yes. of, a lot of people use that word. But it's gotten to the point where it means just hard game instead of, yeah. you know, a game like <laughs> yes. Dark Souls. So, well, instead of a game like Dark Souls. So uh, uh, I've noticed that as developers experiment with genres, sometimes the terms become a little muddled. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Souls is, is another one that I hear very often mentioned in every... <laughs> oh, it's a bit Souls-like, Souls-like. And yeah, I'm, I'm just like, what, what, what do you mean? It's a driving game. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, there, are, there, is, there are some rogue-like uh, elements in, in Dark Souls games because when you die, you do lose some, of, you do some of that progress. It's like you're not loading a previous save; you're still continuing the where you left off, but you lose some of the stuff you've collected before. So 
there are some elements to to from Rogue oh, yeah. and Dark Souls. Like like yeah. I said, the terms are very muddled these days. Um, I think yeah. So this is a Rogue Light. Astebros is a Rogue Light in the sense that you don't lose everything. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And if we take it from where we left it, um, it it's a visually impressive game. Uh, the story behind it is very simple. You get a small mm -hmm. intro, and I think there is a, a king who receives a dove with a message saying, help, Astaborg. <laughs> so the the heroes that then go need to go to Astaborg and help the inhabitants out somewhere, somewhat. So it's a very, very simple story to, to the game. And then this takes it to, to the heroes that are selectable. So in the intro, which is quite nice, uh, in my opinion, I, I quite liked it. And um, I must admit, I have uh, Demons of Astaborg, but I haven't played it yet. So I don't, I haven't had these super highs and super lows. So I don't <laughs> know. I'm very intrigued as well. Um, these heroes pop in like to, to save the day and, and they actually literally animate sort of like a, in, a, in a still motion sort of thing. And you you can select them afterwards. And there there's three three sort of heroes. There's a knight. There's they call it I call it a rogue, but it's they call it ranger. And then there's uh, a mage. So them three are you can choose amongst those three heroes, and then you embark on this new adventure. And all those heroes have different abilities, so yeah. they're not the same uh, at all. <laughs> so uh, that that's quite interesting. Uh, yeah, I, don't know I quite, quite enjoyed the, the wizard. Uh, I, I always pick wizards, wizards in video games, basically. But oh, um, I, I like, like your avatar. Yeah, exactly, pretty much. But I, I like the the long distance of the wizard and the and the the the, the ranger. That's okay in in, in this game. Um, well, I, I I think that's the the easier choice as well because I I choose the the knight, mm -hmm. and I only played the knight until. Today actually, <laughs> and uh, that really screwed me over for this game. I I, I changed to to the mage to, today and enjoyed the game so much more. It was yeah because of the range weapons. Yeah, it, it gets a lot easier because the knight only has uh, his uh, uh, sword or some other weapons you can unlock. Yeah, the issue is the the wizard is a lot more squishy, so he does a lot easier once he get hit. He, he gets hit basically, but yeah, the 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 knight. And, and, I, and I believe the knight causes more um, damage in close range, I believe. But yeah, the, the wizard is, in my opinion, the best character. Uh, <laughs> I think because most uh, enemies in the in this game, except for the bosses, don't have ranged attacks. So you mm -hmm. can just stay from uh, far and uh, and kill them quite easily. Yeah. Well, yeah, with the uh, with, uh, uh, soldier or what is it, the knight, you have to... Uh, always be Get in the close. range of the enemies. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, and that will screw you over. Uh, yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah. especially the bosses. Those are the bosses are the bosses are actually really difficult in, in this game. Although they are a, an improvement from Demons of Asavor, but yeah, they're still super difficult here. Yeah, let's get to the bosses in a minute, guys. <laughs> <You're laughs> sorry, end, the, the end sorry, game. sorry. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. So, um, just very quickly, uh, you attack with a the Mega Drive sort of um, controller. You attack with A, jump with B. You can double jump as well, and you can jump down some platforms as well and see dashes. Now, there are certain combinations which are quite interesting, such as down and C. You hold C as, as you're down, and it will drop. they will drop a bomb, uh, and that uh, creates some damage uh, and enables you to open certain chests. 
and then uh, you have like a special attack which is given by up and C if I recall correctly and rogue ranger I don't know uh, how I, I call it a rogue but maybe ranger is the more uh, universal term has also special attacks the knight has a sort of a counter attack the mage has like an unlimited mana sort of or mm -hmm. magic power for a certain amount of time uh, and the rogue ha can summon a pet which I've, I've never tried that so you have to have apparently some pet food and then you can summon a pet with uh, this special attack <laughs> i never used those special moves yet and they're quite i found them quite useless or maybe i, I... didn't use them well, I thought the pet was like super useful, but the requirements were were very stringy. So usually, I, I like to say that for for lows, for either levels that I thought were difficult, or for bosses that I thought were difficult, because having that pet with you was actually really useful. Hmm. Um, because because like I could all I could usually focus on on evading and like have the pet cause the damage for me, and that actually was very useful at times. On the bosses, I'm guessing, so mainly. Yeah, yeah, against the bosses, it was very useful. Yeah. Oh, so really? what, what characters oh. did you play, guys? So sorry, we, sorry? we know what characters did you play? Did you play them all? I played them all, but I focused most on the wizards because, again, I love wizards. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Wido? Just you, you said knight mainly, and then yeah. The and today I changed to the wizard, and it changed the whole game for me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think. Um, I think they tweaked it like that there may be a sort of difficulty. So uh, if you want a real good challenge, you choose the knight and maybe the wizard is me maybe me medium difficulty and the hunter maybe uh, Might be. easy. I, I don't know. I'm not sure, but maybe I, I feel they're, they, they're tweaked like that because some bosses are almost impossible if you don't have a race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you um, need to be good with it. You need to be good at games. <laughs> and it's and it, it is cool because uh, and I do like how the game is two players. So like, if you if you do have trouble with a boss, like a friend could pick up a second controller and be fighting against the boss with you. So um, on, um, on that end, like it's it's really cool that it's like a jump in jump out feature. I I really enjoyed that. Mm. Yeah. Did you did you try that? I tried it only once because usually it's kind of difficult to get people to play old games with you on couch <laughs> yeah, on couch co-op, but. But I did. I did manage once, and it was cool. And yeah, you I tried it as well. well. Yeah, yeah. I streamed it as well. Um, I did it with my friend, and it was really cool. So, so much. It's like the game was intended to be played like that. I think um, mm -hmm. it, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. yeah I assume, yeah. like on Steam or PS4, uh, you're supposed to play online like that. So I, I'm guessing that <clears> online is a major component, which you obviously do not do not have on a Mega Drive. Yeah. 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 And how, 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 what happens when someone dies? Uh. So, yeah, we have deaths as a thing. But yeah, I can tell you. So uh, if someone dies, if, you, if your companion dies, if your friend dies, then he becomes like a ghost and he goes around the level. He can still shoot. Hmm. But then he, when he shoots, the damage he deals is very low. Mm -hmm. And then you, as uh, his partner, sort of, uh, when you're around the level, you can find a feather, like a golden feather. When you find it and you get it, you, he comes back to life and then oh. he becomes himself again. Yeah. That's interesting. It sounds that it will be a lot easier when you play yeah. multiplayer. It's yeah, yeah. a lot easier, yes. <laughs> much, much easier and also much more fun. You can also slide uh, and uh, so you can attack sliding, I think, as well. And then you can also dash and to dash. When you dash, you become invulnerable. And that is sort of a really big deal because uh, that 
allows you to be unscathed, for example, in boss fights when they mm -hmm. bounce around, you can uh, go under them and, and or slide under them, but you become invulnerable when you dash, so they can't deal any damage to yourself. Yeah, I, th I think that's yeah. that's the main mechanic you have to learn because there's some bosses yeah. which just fire a projectile you can't avoid without a dash. You have to really yep. dash through it or else you're just screwed. Yeah. Yep. Learn the dash feature is pretty much mandatory in this game, yeah. yeah <laughs> it feels good. You can't do with it. It, it feels does. really good to do. That's another thing. So these controls, they're really very responsive. There's no delay. I know it's... Uh, it's what we expect, but not everyone does it nowadays. So when mm -hmm. you find a game that controls as good as Astrobros, Pig Quest was another one. It's really good, and it gives you a great feeling of if you get something wrong, it's your fault, and you know mm -hmm. not the controller. It's not a delay. It's 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 really good and really responsive. Right. Yeah. I, there's so many homebrew which just don't get it right. I really yeah. feel that that they nailed it uh, with this game. Generally, like, like the controls, the physics, and the hit detection are three things that I would say it's the easiest part where a lot of like uh, newbie uh, developers usually tend to to um, to miss the mark. And it's mm. like sometimes people can't point out what's wrong, but they know that something feels off when playing. Yeah, and and uh, and uh, the dash. Did you use the mode button to dash? Because uh, yeah, I I couldn't mode. do it with the C button. I really had to use the, the shoulder button to do that. It makes it easier, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it was easier. No, I didn't use that. I, I just used this, uh, the, the C button. Well, yeah, I think it was the C button, yeah. Because time. I think when you press mode on the original uh, six button uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. controller, then you dash as well. That's also a yeah. link to the dashboard button. So uh, I, I played it all on my uh, Mio Mini, so <laughs> it's not, uh, not real hardware, but... Uh, You're a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> well, no we get to that here. later. We we go we get to that later. But okay, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So this game is incredible in scope, I think personally. So there is also a lot of stuff going on in the background. So you can, in your platforming while you're trying to uh, go through these levels, you fetch a lot of stuff. So there is a mm -hmm. lot of items to fetch. I don't know if you want to talk about this a little bit, Stika, if that's all right. Oh sure, I'll like uh, like um, as otherwise I'd be most... doing a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. As with most rogues and roguelikes, like there's a lot of items you can pick up, and usually this come in the form of weapons, where it's like, um, okay, I played mostly with the wizard, but it's like you pick up a, st a new staff, and it's like, oh, okay, so this new staff fires a different style of projectile, so maybe like this one reaches longer, or the shot itself is wider, so that the, or or it's simply faster. But it also causes different damage types, has different sub-effects. And I liked experimenting with them, but one thing I did not like is that it was always not apparent which which version of the weapon you had was better. Like mm. we have to you have to pause the game, and then you have like a a um a counter for the attack power of your staff or your sword, for example. But yeah. like instead of putting a number or something you can easily yeah. read. You have to count little dots. So, like, yeah. if if like, <laughs> oh, this 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 staff has like ten red dots of power, and this other staff has eleven dots of power. So you have to switch between them, and then and then you have to go like, okay, let me count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And I'm like, ah, yes, yes. This, this I had the same problem. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the best solution. They, and they also, have made they, they a gave clearer. a percentage of special power, and then it was yeah. like uh, one staff had eighteen percent. Uh, uh, 
poison yeah. power. And the other had, had 15% curse power or something. And I thought, okay, what what's the difference? But yeah. I think uh, this, this game is intentionally vague in that stuff. Because mm-hmm. they really want to try you to experiment with everything. I, I think so because I didn't read the manual. I don't know if you did. I did, but I don't remember. If, I don't remember if it had anything regarding the effects on on weapons. But yeah, the game itself yeah, does not tell you what like what each 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 power or effect does. And even when you also, use, it, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, also, when you pick up a, like a, you also have like the items to yeah uh, for special fa- powers, uh, which is just an icon. And uh, yeah. sometimes you have to buy those and you don't know what they do before you buy them. So you think, okay, uh, should I spend 50 coins on this? And then you get a special power, which is useless. Yeah. Uh, even I got like a special power, what, which was a curse. So it also sometimes really wants to screw you over, <laughs> which was... Yeah, yeah. And, and like like a lot of powers are, are not that useful or or, or the, like the description just does not tell you what it does. And, and like you're playing and you still have no idea what <laughs> yeah. it does. <laughs> right. And it yeah. happened a lot. Yeah, that happened to me as well. So, uh, yeah, and you can also find a lot of crafting materials. So like mm-hmm. uh, if you destroy uh, boxes or... Uh, stuff around or even enemies then i think you can pick up bones of enemies you can yeah uh, that's amazing yeah, 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 you yeah, can yeah. get uh yeah. of course you can get money uh, coins Wood. and you can yeah yeah a lot of materials and every stage in the game has different materials um and later on uh, and you can get um schematics for weapons and later on you can craft those weapons as well so uh, there's a quite a bit of economy going on in this uh, in this game, which is interesting. Um, what what my gripe was that I I got a lot of those um, uh, weapon uh, uh, re- recipes, and mm-hmm. I I didn't have all those materials yet. So you get a lot of those recipes, but this, those materials you get in later stages, which you're never been to. So. Uh, I had like, okay, why can't I craft? Uh, <laughs> and and, and I, it takes long before you can craft a weapon, which is quite annoying. From was quite annoying for me. Uh, I don't know if what your experience was it with it. I'll, I'll admit I didn't I didn't play too much with crafting. It's it's usually a, a feature that I usually don't don't care much for in video games because I I honestly no. don't, don't have the patience to go after the items I need to track to to. To build to build the stuff, so there's very few games where I actually enjoy the crafting, and I kind of just like ignore it. And that's basically what I did for this game, to be honest. Yeah, that's one of my pet peeves in games: crafting and sneaking. That's <laughs> uh, sneaking can be good if it's a sneaking game, but if there's sneaking in a game which yeah. isn't based around sneaking, that's terrible. It's uh, it's usually either too basic or like too needlessly difficult. Like, like yeah. the, if the game is not built around it, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but this crafting actually I didn't mind because it's just, just just you get those materials and then when you have it, then you can just press a button and you have the new weapon. So it was fine, I guess. But <laughs> for me, it was it took too long to get those materials. So I, I had like to wait like four stages to have finally have those uh, materials, and then I thought, oh, I already got a better weapon. I found already a better weapon, and I don't need this anymore. So. Uh, that was a bit of a, yeah. I don't know if that <laughs> they could have tweaked it a little bit more. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, for me it was a bit a bit the same. Like um just as a quick comparison, I know it's a bit silly to do this comparison, but um Dead Cells, the the weapons are there, you pick them up. I don't recall and unless and now I'm having one of my senile moments where I don't remember, but I don't think there's any crafting. You just get the weapons and then you can upgrade them uh in the little in the in the in between levels. But that's about it. You don't have to really craft a a weapon. And here, instead, you have to uh, go around, find the materials, which is, I think, it's amazing that they've done this system. Mm -hmm. I just think it might be a just bit too deep for their the game that they're shooting for. And um, but nonetheless, I mean, very, very, very well done and uh, mm -hmm. incredible implementation as well of it. Uh, I think. Um, so I didn't also bother with crafting. I and also I didn't even go around and seeing if the weapon was better i just got the next weapon put it on start shooting oh no no, no. i always check is, <laughs> is the next weapon better let, let me I, I gotta count those those little dashes the little dashes of power i gotta count them <laughs> yeah the, well the, 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 the weapons aren't get easily in this game uh, no, it's not no, that no. they throw a lot of weapons to you uh it's and only the you can choose is, and the worst part is, if you really like a weapon and then you die, you lose that weapon. I'm like, I hate that. Uh, Which is part of the, it's part of the rogue experience. I get it. It's part, it's, it's, it's part of the roguelike experience. But man, because then, then it's going to be so long before you get another weapon you like. Well, yeah. that, that was why I bounced off this game uh, at, at first, because I got like, there are special rooms in this game where you can get mm -hmm. uh, heart upgrades, for example. You have to buy them and then you can uh, get half a heart more. And so you get a little bit more health. And then there's rooms where you, apparently, they don't tell it to you. You spend a half a heart to get mm -hmm. a power. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the end, I had the same amount of hearts uh, as before the level, but I had a really nice power that was triple jump. And then in that same uh, stage, I got uh, found a special boss, which gave me a really nice weapon, which was really strong. And then uh, I think I even beat that stage because I was so pow powerful. And then I thought, okay, uh, let's play the next stage. And then every uh, enemy is different. You have to learn their patterns. Then you find the boss and it just like kills you in uh, several seconds because you don't know what he'll do. And then... I lost all my progress and I was down to the same amount of health. I didn't have any special powers anymore. Everything I built up was gone. And mm -hmm. I had to retry the difficult stage again without all those uh, great powers I had. And then I thought, okay, screw this. I stopped this game. I'll play it <laughs> another time. So that's, uh, of course, part of the rogue light or li like mm -hmm. uh, um, experience. But yeah, it, it, but I think it's uh, it, it bounced me so hard off. I think I think they, they could have they could have given me one thing I found and not 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 uh, uh, I didn't want to lose everything. It was it was a bit too much for me. Well, and, uh, in that case, I think you'll like the prequel better because the prequel does not have roguelike elements. It's a more traditional action platformer so you might enjoy that one a bit more mm -hmm. so if you die you just lose a life you do not lose whatever items or powers you have but um <laughs> uh, that, that's that's all in the beginning of this game 
But if you get a little bit further in the game, then you find out there's ways to not lose your items. Mm-hmm. And there's also ways to have permanent upgrades. And then the game suddenly gets a lot easier because, <laughs> because for example, if you crafted uh, one of those good weapons, you can choose it in the beginning of the stage. So you're already more powerful in the beginning of the stage. Yeah. You yeah. can get par- permanent health upgrades. There, there are far and few between, by the way, you, you almost never find those. But if you find those, they are permanent. So you get stronger and stronger. And if you eventually find some of those things, then the game suddenly opens up and it gets a little, a little <laughs> a more little. forgiving. <laughs> but this is the roguelite, so it's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's exactly that. But, yeah. th- but my enjoyment grew when I had well was over that initial barrier. And that, so so do I. I always enjoy roguelites. Not the first time is always the worst, but as you get stronger, it becomes more enjoyable, isn't it? I think for me at least, it's the same. For, uh, like for you. it is, it is. That's basically that's basically how it is. Like roguelites have an uh, an element of luck, but also an element of like things have to click with you, and and, and like you have to know um, mm. what you should use or not use, and it just kind of like eventually adapt to whatever the RNG throws at you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That, that that's that's a point you're making that you have to find out what you have to use and not mm-hmm. use. And in this mm-hmm. uh, game, I don't know if it's intentional, but it's super vague. Everything is vague. Everything you I am it's pretty an experiment. Sure it's, it's, and I it think, can I, screw I think you it's over intentional, big yes. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I'm pretty sure it's intentional. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but uh, I had like <laughs> this is just wasting my time now because <laughs> yeah because. It screws you over by when you pick up the wrong item. It just screw, screws you over intentionally. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, and then I get annoyed by it. And <laughs> I don't know if that's a good game design. I don't know if other rogue lights do that as well. But I, I got oh, yeah. extremely oh, yeah. annoyed by it. That that's the rogue like experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. <laughs> that is the defining uh, rogue like experience. Basically, that, that's that's what it's all about. Essentially, wasting your time. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's literally it's it's a difference between uh, why Sonic is not a rogue like, but this is like because when you lose a life, okay, you start from the beginning, but this this is different. Like whatever powers you had, they're gone, and it's like not a Mario game where you're where you're constantly getting and losing powers all over again. No, it's like when you lose something that's good you're really going to feel it because you'd really want to get, to get it again and you might not get might never get it again because it's all mm. based on 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 random luck basically yeah yeah and and another another thing is of course of rogue lights uh, is the procedural generated levels mm-hmm. uh, which this game also has some people maybe see that as a uh, positive i don't know wh- what you guys think about I that i feel they were i feel the levels were half procedurally generated like like yeah the the like okay for for our viewers like um each uh, each level has like several rooms similar to a metroidvania game and basically what it does is like the rooms change slightly or there or the order of the of the level changes very slightly so it's like yes it's procedurally procedurally generated but partly so like you, you can tell that there's a basis that is pretty strict like the number of rooms ever changes the enemies you fight are always the same style and usually the same number as well so hmm. although there is some variations they don't change as much as you'd expect from from a game that is really uh, um 
uh, fully procedurally procedural. generated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's partially uh, procedurally generated, partially. Yeah, and uh, what what did you think of those of this? Uh, oh, I liked it, level, to be honest. Level like design uh, between brick, brick, brackets. I like it because, to be honest, I, I'm uh, usually the, the issue with a game being fully procedurally generated is that um, sometimes you get like really weirdly designed rooms or levels yeah. or stages. In this one, I didn't feel that. I felt like even though there was some procedural generation, it felt natural to me. I, I, I never entered a room where I was like, okay, what's happening here? What? Why? Why? What's What's wrong here? Like it, it always felt natural to me. At least that, that was for me, from my experience. Mm. I, yeah, I, the, the only The only issue I had with it was uh, sometimes you uh, come from above into a mm -hmm. room, and then um, enemies are down you and uh, oh yeah, down that's true. That's true. And sometimes sometimes you don't know that there's enemies below you, and then you jump down and you jump into like three enemies at the same time, and they they team up on you and then you're then you screw then you're that's screwed, true basically. that that does happen and the reason why that did not bother me is because again it's kind of part of the rogue experience to be honest <laughs> it is kind of, it, 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 it's part of the rogue experience like even even like i was actually playing a rogue game recently like an actual full-blown traditional rogue game, rogue game so like it's turn-based rpg collect weapons level up whatever and mm. a lot of times i, I would enter a room and then suddenly I have three different enemies came for me in three directions and I, and I was trapped between them. That, and then I just died instantly and I'm like, well, it's a role game, of course. I feel that's just unfair. And then and, and that, at that moment, I think, okay, I, I preferred a handmade uh, <laughs> Understandable. Level because I don't know what this adds to the experience for me. Because the only thing is that you can replay the levels and that it's slightly different. But for me, it didn't really add anything. I think uh, handcrafted uh, uh, levels are always better. Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, I, li it, it, I like both, to be honest. I, I, I feel they fill different voids. Like handcrafted levels are good like um, because you can memorize the level and you can know what's coming ahead of time. So you can like mm -hmm. usually... And you can like usually prepare um if, if it's your second time um randomly generated levels or even or even partially randomly generated levels they always have that element of, of surprise and that's true which also means that you're also going to be put in extreme fair situations but the thing <laughs> is when you make it out of it of, of a very unfair situation it feels really good it feels yeah, really good so that's true they're it, it, they're two different voids basically they, they fill different voids in my opinion and, and another thing with the with the generation was like sometimes I had like I, I walked through three uh, uh, screens and then I mm -hmm. was already at the boss door and I was like okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can enter this now but I think <laughs> you have to explore every uh, stage really well because there are so many things hidden in there mm -hmm. um, and you can of course get all the materials and the and the coins but also all the upgrades are in the stages so there's sometimes there are like bombable uh mm. bricks you can bump away and then you can get in a secret uh area with with a special boss fight to get a new weapon or uh yeah there's there's a lot of things you have to explore to get better in this game mm -hmm. uh i think 
no, I, I never had like, oh, I could just go to the boss now. I always <laughs> wanted to explore everything. I don't know if it's the same for you guys. Um, yeah, well, maybe. for me, yeah, I always explore everything. I, 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 yeah. I, I go to every room and I, I try to see if there's anything I missed because I know that if I die, I'm going to lose it. So I might as well get as strong as I can, as fast as I can. <laughs> yeah, 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 same for me. Same for me. Um, I usually kill everything. So I think also if you kill same. everything in um in a certain level, then you get also an extra chest in the boss room. So oh. and oh, is it? Oh. Is that the? Is that is that how you get them? Okay, because yeah. I, I did get those, but but sometimes sometimes I didn't. Okay, thank you. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> also, in that yeah. boss room, there's like a, a warp. You, you have well, to pay for. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we we'll get to the bosses in a minute, but um, mm. we start off as a, in a camp. We never we haven't talked about the camp. We haven't talked about the mini map, which is for me essential. Really good game absolutely, design. Absolutely, absolutely. So I really love the the fact that you've got the mini map where you we start off from the, from the top view. Basically, it, has, it gives you um, a bird's eye of all the areas that you can go to, and I think you can unlock the these areas with some orbs that you get by killing the bosses. So there's several things here that are really well done. The map is beautiful. It's absolutely mm -hmm. beautiful. I love it. And then as soon as you go, you hover on one of the areas, it gives you the little skulls just to tell you how, how difficult it is and then how many orbs to unlock it. And then let's say you choose the area. Initially, you're in the camp, which is in the middle of the map. And you go there and with a, how do you call it, a cart and, and a horse. <laughs> and you set up camp there. The camp is your base. And one thing we haven't t touched on is that uh, every time you die or you want to do a level, you can switch your hero at any point in time. You can change hero. So you don't, you're not stuck if you choose, say, the mage at the beginning. You can switch it out midway for the knight or for the ranger. That ranger, yeah, sorry. So this is important. And also the, um, the base, so the camp where, you, where mm -hmm. you're at, um, will gain um, some extra additions. Yeah, let's say, yeah. as you go on, which I find really fantastic. Um, so, yeah, this is where you start off. When you're ready to go, you tell the, um, I don't remember his name anymore, but you tell the, the guy that you're ready and he will put you on the cart. You will get the mini-map view and then you can choose where to go. Uh, we were talking about the levels uh, and, and how they're built. So you were talking about how procedurally generated they are. I don't know if you guys have bumped upon some special rooms. So there's... There's the rooms, that, as, as you said, and I agree, I really like how they've done the procedurally generated part because it's mm -hmm. not, it's like procedurally in blocks. There's the blocks are disposed differently and yep. then they probably choose some random content inside those boxes, mm -hmm. but it always works. I've never stumbled upon the, the like you guys, when you uh, drop down and you're just jumping the enemies. That's never happened to me. I don't know. I've been lucky, but uh, never happened. So... Uh, always quite manageable and always if you take your time and go slowly um i've always managed to kill everyone with no problems naturally i haven't finished the game so i don't know to what extent my this statement is true but i found it quite okay you know if you take it with a bit with a bit of uh, calm yeah you don't yeah. have to you don't need to rush in this game if you, you want mm. to rush through it then you're screwed over because you really have to <laughs> every enemy in the in this uh, game has like uh, really uh, different attacks and they really if you can really read them you can read when 
when they do that attack. So you have yes, to learn yes, every yes. enemy. And if you learn every enemy, and that's even for the bosses, you can get through there unscathed. It's really... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's quite easy to avoid being hit if you know what they're doing and if you pay attention to their uh, uh, their attack patterns. And yeah, I think that in that way it's really fair. But I can see that when you start this game that you <laughs> that you think it's unfair. I think uh, our co-host Diego had that and uh, he thought, mm, <laughs> uh, yes. I'll, I'll pass on this game. Uh, so I yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think uh, if you learn the patterns of the enemies, especially for example in in the first level, so I don't spoil too much. But uh, the pigs, it's the first level yeah. where you the the warrior pigs. Uh, there's some fascinating th- things about that as well. So, well, there's too much to talk about. But um, the pigs will before attacking, they will raise their weapons, and you know they're going to come at you, and then you can prepare or can you know slide or dash or you know you. Can, so there was exactly what you're saying, Weeder. So there, there are patterns, and then you can learn them. And once you've learned them, the enemies are not so not so hard. Um, another thing that I think really 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 beautiful touch, like uh, the pigs in that level, for example, can ride. So if there if there is like mm-hmm. a little mount at the bottom that is also an enemy. They can mount it. I thought I could mount it, a golden axe style, but I was incredibly <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out for me. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, and I, I think also every level is really creatively designed. Uh, they're not following the standard tropes of uh, other games. Maybe a yeah, little. Yeah. There's like there's like one graveyard spooky one level. But like, for example, the circus level or that big level with the, yeah, what is it? A stable or something? Stable? Uh, stable? Yeah, 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 it's a, it's a stable. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like, like it's not following the traditional fire level, ice level. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like spring level. It's like, like the, the very play. I, I, I do like how, how imaginative each level is. And like the enemies change within each level. So like, in the yes. in the in the um, in the circus level, you're fighting clowns and and artists and trapeze artists, like, and then you don't see them on different levels. They're they're just they're just uh, they're exclusive to, to the circus levels, and that that really adds to the game, in my opinion, because yes. each, each zone feels very distinct. It, it it doesn't feel like they just changed the backgrounds and it's the same game. It it, it feels very different. Yeah, it's yeah. not not palette swaps or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no, there's an, an incredible amount of work gone into the just the graphics. But we'll talk about that later. But I'm, what I'm just trying to say here is the enormous variety of backgrounds, enemies Absolutely. is incredible. And that really adds for me to the experience and to an excellent game. What, what I would, you know, I don't, you know, there are games that are good, which are maybe repeat the same enemies, change the color. But this one goes way above and beyond to to deliver a much better experience, I think, in person. Although, to be fair, uh, the cartridge the game is using is way bigger than than uh, mm. Mega Drive cartridges from back in the day. It's like three times bigger, I believe. So <laughs> yeah. they have they had more space to work with. I mean, I mean, you, it's you still super small. That. Yeah, it's still super small by modern standards, of course. It's like it's like eight or nine megabytes, which is nothing today. But for the time for 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 the for back then it would be a lot of space <laughs> yeah yeah and a lot of money to produce a cartridge that big probably oh yeah, absolutely so. absolutely yeah, yeah yeah even today it's not it's not cheap to produce a cartridge like that because it has to be modeled for this particular system for the mega drive and 
it's not like you can find a factory that still does uh, um, Mega Drive games regularly. So it's oh, got to be such a, a pity. I wish there was. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Same here. Oh, yeah. Um, just to conclude a little bit. So we were talking about again that we and we drove off, but then how the modularity <laughs> of these um, areas of the level are. So it, it, it displays like a little mini map. I think it's. Um, I think they they compare it to Zelda as well. Like uh, it's similar, I, yes. Yes. Yeah. Or, or Castlevania. The yeah. difference is in Zelda and Castlevania, you have to pause the game, which you can pause as well in 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 Bros. Yeah. But um, while like while they're still playing Gas Bros, you, you can also see, you can you have like a second mini map which tells you where where you are uh, your immediate area. So like I like that I like the fact that I'm not forced to pause to at least get a, get my bearings because the issue with pausing your game in my opinion is that it breaks the flow of game yeah the immersion yeah 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 so so I kind of like that you also have the mini map up top similar to Metroid. Uh, whereas Zelda or Castlevania, you have to pause the game. Yeah, yeah, mm. totally. And let's say there are then um, these rooms that are created um, procedurally then have uh, an enormous variety of them as well, to be honest. And then there are these special rooms. I was thinking about debating about whether to talk about how you move across the rooms, but let's just talk about the special rooms. So you've got the normal platforming rooms and then there are special rooms you can uh, access. Some of them are random, some of them you can actually sort of buy, but we'll get into that afterwards. And there are uh, a whole variety of them. I know I don't know if you've encountered them all, um, but I've uh, I did I think I think that I counted about six different ones or seven. I think there's there, there's more. <laughs> there's there's um, even some so, really well hidden stuff uh, in there so i found for example the fairy which is really useful i think the most useful room you can the find fairy room yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah where you have to pay like a hundred gold to get half yeah. a heart extra yes and that's uh, a permanent unlock isn't it that's permanent so that's really great mm -hmm. um for example other uh rooms were not that useful for me for example yeah the, the 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 where you can go into the spikes and get an item so you can um yeah. sacrifice, sacrifice some of your health for for an item but those items i got out of it were almost all useless so <laughs> i don't know maybe there is something to it one time i got a, a musical sheet so that was interesting it was like something you can unlock to different yeah, music yeah, or yeah. something I think I think it's so you can hear the soundtrack uh, outside of the main game. I think I think that's what what it does. I believe. Ah, so uh, do you, I can tell you what it does if you want. Oh, oh, sure. spoil me, spoil me. Okay, so in these mini rooms, one of the mini rooms, you certainly uh, have encountered the the vendor. So you you get into a room and there is a vendor, and you free the vendor, and then you will find mm -hmm. that vendor into in the main in your camp, basically, as you said. Mm -hmm. You unlock these characters, and then they appear there. There is a blacksmith. And there is a bard who then oh, comes and that. plays the songs that you ah, are going to okay. find. And he is also in the camp. Hmm, that I've makes sense. Never seen the bard. That's weird. Uh, no, it's a further further along the, the game. There is a, a prison room, which was what I just said, where you rescue these uh, people that then come, uh, cat people, characters. That then one is a cat, one's like a goblin, and uh, the bard, I think, is like a an animal. And... Um, 
and they come into your camp. So these these prison rooms. There's, as you said, the fairy room, and at the end of the level, there's usually a treasure room as well, where there's mm-hmm. an enormous treasure you can um, find and get loads of items from there. There's a, the sacrifice room that you mentioned before. Uh, then there is one that I encountered in my first play, and I thought that was amazing. There's the mushroom soup. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen that as well. How amazing uh, is that that they made that? I just was like flabbergasted. That oh, the amount of love and effort that went into that. You just drink a soup, and then everything starts wobbling. Oh, and you just <laughs> amazing, amazing. And, and, really and there's good. also a, like a room with. Um, uh, sort of really big figure with two hands with the with the, they have they have uh, uh, powers in their hands and then you can choose one of those hands but you it's pay. a sacrifice room yeah it's another yeah one that's a sacrifice room you pay you with your both, uh, both, yeah. uh, uh, permanently uh, you lose your health uh, a little <laughs> yeah. but you can you can get an extra power but that's not yeah. permanent so and uh, I don't use that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, the other is where you jump into the spikes and then you get something out of it. That's another yeah, sacrifice yeah. room. And then I found also the, the room where there's a, like a mini boss to get Correct, a special yes. weapon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's also, uh, I found a room where there's an actual shop. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yes. Uh, so there, there's, there, and maybe there's more to be found because I'm, my game set, I was 30% through, I think. So, uh, yeah. I got there five more. I, I can't remember now, to be honest. <laughs> I think um, amongst all these people, uh, I keep saying people, about, uh, amongst all these characters that you then go and rescue, there is one that is also an oracle. And he sells you something called, called vows. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and initially, I didn't understand what that was. No, <laughs> that, that, uh, that's not to, to understand. It's like really vague. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that did is, you try it? Yeah, I tried it and I didn't understand, so I threw it away. But what it unlocks, it gives you a special room, basically. It makes it so that uh, with 100%, you get a special room. Oh, interesting. Because I I bought something uh, from him, like a a pretty expensive one, because I had the power up to double my gold, so I had a lot Mm -hmm. of money. So I did a really expensive one, uh, I think the Vow of Love or something. And then when I started my level, I got a really nice weapon in directly from the like the initial spawn point where you can choose weapons. So <laughs> it's it's all but really that, like that, that experimenting. is all RNG RNG. I think I, I, I'm not too sure. Um, it probably is. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I was I was just surprised. I didn't know about that. What, what the I don't know what Vals did, but I assume that. that uh, that extra that extra room might probably be like a secret boss or a secret level, like something similar to that, to that effect. So I, I'm kind of curious now. Now I, I want to see it now. <laughs> but you, yeah, it depends. You can buy different ones. Uh, I've, yeah. I I bought one, but I didn't really understand. Then I had to look it up because I didn't really understand it. So that that's uh, that's how I know. <laughs> so yes, when you start the game, and it's uh, you you st- it's quite unique as well. So when you start the game, you start in a room before the game so there's mm-hmm. a pre-room and then there you choose the weapon that you want to use uh in the beginning i think you've only got one so you can only switch with the one that you've already got but as you progress and gain more weapons some of them are given from the mini bosses for example then you can choose at um at the start what you want to use 
However, if you then have all the orbs, I think, then you can cycle instead of two. So you always get two. One is the uh, the base and the other one is an RNG between the one that you unlocked, usually. However, if you get all the orbs, then it will cycle through all the weapons. So you can choose exactly the weapon you want when you want it at the beginning of the level. Mm -hmm. So there, there you go. Uh, so that's when you start your journey. I think then we can move <laughs> to the best part. So how does fighting work? How does the bo how do the bosses work? So this is the part that you guys love the most. And I love the most. I think the bosses are really amazing. I think the bosses are incredible, uh, how they're animated and all. But um, a peculiarity of, of Astrobos is that every time you finish a level, uh, you get one orb. Mm -hmm. However, you can finish a level twice. Mm-hmm. And not only you get two orbs, but you you get to face two different bosses. Yes. How good is that? That's it, amazing. It's actually really great. And not a little different. They're totally different. Yes. Absolutely. I thought I thought maybe I get a variation of the normal boss, and the, no. but it's like a totally different boss, which is really great. And I think this game really shines in on the boss fight. And. Mm -hmm. uh, they 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 look great. They have really nice patterns you can learn. Um, they are all pretty fair, actually. They are really hard. They I think yeah. initially when you f first confront them, then you you will die immediately. But when you learn them, then then uh, today I had like the the forest boss, which was a sort of samurai frog. Really yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, really nice one. And, Very creative. Uh, Good uh, lord. I, I killed him already, but somehow my save game was something wrong with it. So I had, I had to do oh. it again. But I he hit me once in the whole fight uh, when I tried it again. So I just knew all the patterns and it was actually quite easy after that, which is quite nice. Uh, uh, and yeah, those, those, um, the, those bosses are so creative. They have all, all their different gimmicks. Um, yeah, uh, every, 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 every boss is a surprise, actually. I don't know how you feel about it, Stika. Yeah, the, the, the fighting against regular enemies and bosses was like, was like absolutely the high point. They, they, they really nailed the, 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 the gaming and the controls. I do feel like there's like um, a little something weird, maybe the hit detection, but it's, it's very slight. Like, I don't know what it is. I think, I think or maybe it's like there are so many animations that Maybe it takes a little, just an extra frame or two for me to control the characters uh, perfectly. But it's like, unless you're just like very hardcore into video games like I am, you're probably not even going to notice. <laughs> um, but uh, I love how like how original the boss fights in, in both their design and their their and, uh, battling them was. But yeah, it's like you said that like it feels very fair because even though there's a, a great variety between them. The patterns are easy enough for you to understand that by the second fight, you already know what you have, what you have to do, and and from there on, it's more of a matter of skill than the actual weapons you came you came in with, in my opinion. Mm. Oh well, uh, I had some weapons which are like double the power, which made it a lot easier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yes. of course, yeah. If you, I I probably that samurai frog I can kill with the base uh, loadout mm -hmm. now as well, so that wouldn't be that difficult. I think no. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention is just because you were saying about the hit detection, there is one thing when I was using the mage that was a bit uh, 
I had to get used to, is mm -hmm. really right what I was trying to say. So when he has the base attack, the basic scepter, uh, so mm -hmm. say the, the number one weapon you get, he throws some little uh, sparks of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> energy, sort of. Uh, mm -hmm. But they don't hit immediately. So when the sprite, it's, it's very yeah. odd. The, the sprite of the, of, the, um, of the shot goes a bit over the Yeah, the yeah, yeah, I've noticed it, that. It seems to hit when you when it's further in, which oh did cause me some problems at times. Yeah, and sometimes I, I, you also I, don't I see what, that. if if the if it really landed the the attack. Sometimes you, especially on bosses, you don't see like a um, the boss flicker or something that you hit him. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, so sometimes no, you, you, you don't. Do, you, see, you see the little it does it does do a little flickering. Plus, you've got the indicator on the bottom right, which is amazingly done as well. Like it's yeah, a little skeleton. Great. It's really nice. And when you hit him, it goes slowly down. The, the, the skull moves towards the left. It's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, but sometimes it's not really apparent if you hit the, the boss uh, with, mm. your, with your attack, but it's a minor for me because you, yeah, you can see in the bottom uh, uh, his health bar going down, which is great to have health bar on bosses. Yeah. And let's say when you fight a boss before you enter the boss room, you have you were talking about the teleport pads as well, weren't you, Guido? Mm -hmm. Yes. So those will you, you pay? I think fifty coins, or and, yeah, and then 50. I, I think they go increasing in money, but I'm not sure on, on, on every level. But uh, I, I don't recall correctly now. So I don't know. So you pay fifty uh, coins to go back to the room uh, where Starting you start. I think I don't remember now, but what the, the beauty of that is that you can switch your weapon and then you don't have to go through all the levels again. I think you can go out to go to the, I'm not sure if you can go to the camp, but no, no, I think you, you can, I think you can go out and then go back in directly to the boss. I think if you die that you can go directly to the boss, but I never tried because, uh, I thought why spend 50, uh, coins because if I die, I want to explore the whole new level again. The whole generated new level again, mm. and um, and find new power ups, more power ups, because you're all, all also powered down. So why go into that boss fight all powered down? And so for me, it didn't have any use. I never used it, but I think yeah, yeah. it's it's true that you when you die, then you can use that teleport to go directly to the boss. And maybe yeah. you can buy at your at your shop in the camp. You can buy health upgrades and maybe better weapons. Uh, no, you can't buy better weapons. I think. Yeah, you, no. can, you can, there is a shop with that. They do sell weapons as well. Uh, mm -hmm. so, you can yeah. forge weapons, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is, you, is there also, oh, anyway. But yeah, yeah, I never used it because I thought, okay, there's a new level for me, so I'll explore everything. It takes me my, maybe, how, how long will it take to play a level? Maybe 10 minutes, five, mm. maybe? No, no, it's, five it's not that is, much. Depends if you rush it or if you don't. So maybe, uh, I'm, I'm slow, 20 minutes. I like enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's say it's ten minutes. Yeah, I don't know. You also need to power up. So, yeah, for me, it's, it wasn't that useful. But maybe if you die a lot at that bosses, maybe then it gets useful because, especially in the uh, in the later levels, it's maybe a lot harder to get through them. And um, one thing, and a pro tip for new players: if you get the merchant. Uh, you can get something like a gnome repellent or something, mm -hmm. and then if you die, then you can keep all your uh, your whole loadout. 
So, but um, hang on. Oh, since you're yeah. saying that, since you're saying that, you notice that when you die, you can press B really quickly, no? Or A? Some, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah to, oh, sorry, I thought it was B. Yeah, one, sorry, uh, whatever. Might be, <laughs> you have to. Might, might you have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to tap one button uh, really quickly to. Yeah. Yeah. Get the gnomes. I think it's one gnomes. I think they they uh, they steal your loadout. But I yeah, never so succeeded. I I succeeded because uh, I. Yeah, go ahead. What you no, no, I, I was gonna say I, I succeeded this uh, uh, once or twice, but I I, lo I lost most of, most times as well. So. And later you get a better bag, if you have like three orbs, you get a better better uh, a bag, and then they steal less. I think. I don't. Yeah. I didn't encounter that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, that's not something that I I didn't explore. However, uh, yes. So when you die, basically. There's an even then they manage to be creative and they, they've got you've got this black screen and you're dead and then two little characters come on and try to steal your goods and you can send them off by pressing the button repeatedly really quickly and the quicker you do it the less they steal from you. What a beautiful idea! I just I thought, <laughs> God, this game never stops giving. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that was really really cool. Now, uh, if you want to talk about more about the graphics and animations, I think you already know where I stand, <laughs> because I know I can't praise this game enough. Like the variety, the animations, uh, the variety, the quality, uh, the bosses. Oh my God, how beautiful are the bosses? How creative? How well animated are they? I'm just like always, I'm dribbling all over this game. Sorry, guys. And also a nice parallax scrolling in the intro mm -hmm. with the water. Yes, it was really yes. amazing. Although I will say, Demons of Vestibar did it a little better because there were some Aww. stages. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say there were some stages where you would see like seven, eight, or nine layers of simulated parallax scrolling, and here it's most like one or two layers, sometimes three. And that's basically what I meant. Like um, this one, this game looks amazing, absolutely. But it, but it's also more, uh, more, more. Um, it, it also keeps more or less the same wavelength. There's there's some exceptions. Like there's a level, um, I don't know how far deep into it, but there's basically, you have to climb a tower and the tower keeps shifting back and forth, uh, left and right. Is this and that game. is... That is really impressive. That was that, really impressive. That's uh, the the Castlevania bloodlines. Uh, yes, uh, very inspired by Castle. Absolutely, a reference to Castlevania. But for the most part, the game was very was um, it picked a certain a certain uh, graphical uh, a few graphical effects and it stayed within them. The prequel, in my opinion, was more like ups and downs. Like it looked really good and then it, and then it looked worse than Esteboard and better than Esteboard than worse. So, so it, mm. it kind of depends on what you want. Like, do you want like a, a roller coaster of effects or a more <laughs> streamlined experience? But which is the better game? Uh, Astro Bros. Absolutely, Astro Bros. In my opinion, not so even close. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, even I, close. I think that's also something which comes out of that procedural generated uh, levels that it, mm -hmm. you can do really crazy stuff with the levels. Although there yeah. were nice things like the in the in the circus level with the balloons you can jump on and uh, stuff like that, really creative as well. Uh, yeah, so there are quite nice graphical effects, but I think that's when you do the procedural generated and you see it in games and like for modern platforms as well, mm -hmm, when they are mm -hmm. procedurally generated, they're mostly, most of the time, not that graphical amazing. Mm, uh, yeah, but yeah. I that mean, being I mean, it's said, still a very this good game looks great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still a very Especially good looking the game. Especially the animations. I think 
I think Absolutely. I think the I think those those enemies they really sell the game. Uh, the enemies and the bosses, the animations mm-hmm. of everything, it really looks beautiful. But I think we said a lot about it. Um, but also the effects in the bosses. For example, that samurai frog that jumps like in the front of the screen, like yeah. um, uh, like a layer uh, to you, so you can um, so he looks to you. Uh, I think that. Um, I think he jumps forward and yeah, 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 he goes forward into the screen, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Uh, or uh, sometimes it just like in the circus balls, it becomes dark mm-hmm. and then there's uh, spotlights everywhere, and it's like a really graphical spectacle. For yeah, when I was playing it, I, I didn't feel like it was a Genesis game anymore. It mm-hmm. was like, uh, yeah, it, sometimes it felt like a really modern. Switch game or something, a gravel, uh, like a pixel style Switch game, and uh, that that's quite amazing. Um, the music, though, mm-hmm. I don't know what you, how you feel about it. Yeah, I, it's amazing. I love it. I love it. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Same here. <laughs> you, same here. You didn't? You, you didn't enjoy it? I, yeah, maybe from. Uh, I'm I'm not used to the the Mega Drive. Uh, uh, sound. Uh, uh, so I'm more from the Super Nintendo uh, camp, <laughs> and then I think for 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 Mega Drive, it's really nice. But for me, it didn't like the the musical, like the 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 the, the type of music mm-hmm. didn't really fit the, the game for me. It was more like <laughs> it could have been a Mickey Mouse game if you just. Uh, listen to the music. It was like pretty cheery and happy, and I, I felt oh, this game. I weird. don't know. I I don't know if I agree there. Like really, I, I thought it fit, but 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 like like I get it because like the 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 Mega Drive sound chip has a very distinctive sound in my opinion, and like a lot of people either love it or hate it. So I kind of get it. But like if you've played the Mega Drive Mickey Mouse games, you know it's the Mega Drive Mickey Mouse game. It's the best way I can, I can explain it. So, it, it, like to me, like the 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 Demons of S, the, sorry, the Bros soundtrack kind of fits in with with what I usually expect from 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 these style of games for the system at least. So so I but, get what yeah. you're saying, but but if uh, you compare it to Castlevania yeah. Bloodlines, for example, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, of course that. That's something else. Yeah. <laughs> Every <Yeah>. Castlevania <laughs> game, so that's maybe not a fair comparison, but somehow it's more like upbeat and rocking, uh, and it feels more like actiony. And this was more like uh, really cheery and happy, <laughs> and sometimes that uh, yeah, more like um, happier, brighter uh, music. And I-, I felt this needed like a rock tune or uh, something like that, more like. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's just just not the style I really like. I don't know. Maybe it didn't really click with me this music, but that's that's pretty interesting because I do know that the the developers um, are big fans of heavy metal, and that and uh, I know there are some levels in the previous game where they literally just did heavy metal for 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 the entire <laughs> level. Um, I I can't remember right now if they did that, if they did that for Astro Bros or not, but. For, uh, for the music I heard, honestly, I really enjoyed it. To, to at least for my at least for my part, it, it yeah. wasn't annoying though. And but it was also not uh, music I fitting. I, you felt I, you, you I, felt I did it, it fit, wasn't... but also it yeah. was not something I remember. This music it was just it was just there. 
but the, the music was fine, but it was, yeah, I, I don't know. It could be, maybe for me, it could be a bit better. I don't know how you feel about it, Andy. I, I enjoyed it as well. Uh, so I, there's a great variety of tracks as well from one area to the other. The boss, I think the boss music is the same, uh, if I yes. recall correctly. And then the sound effects are also quite good, I think. Uh, yeah, the sound effects are really great. Especially every every enemy you kill, they explode. <laughs> Which I really <laughs> like. <laughs> it's nice if but, everything goes boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's sampled uh, voices as well at a certain point in, in in the game as well, which is quite impressive, I think, for for, for the time, I guess. And uh, there's a lot a lot of stuff going on, even with the sound, uh, different sounds for the different weapons, the different sounds for the enemies, the different sounds uh, mm-hmm. when you hit the, for example, you destroy a chair and you get the wood, and that makes a distinctive sound. There's a lot of stuff there going on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Such a lot of effort. But I know I know we are on music, but how cool is that enemy with the three with the three heads? Oh, what an oh idea yeah, that one is awesome. My God, what do you think about that stuff? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm going to spend another two seconds to talk about just the the beauty of the icon. Not sorry, not the icons. Well, the icons as well for all the different things that you find, but uh, the weapons. That beautifully pixel art of each weapon that they designed. Incredible. I really love that. Sorry, I did. I did want to say that because um, <laughs> I I love. Yeah, them. I think I the graphics good. are. I think the best on the Mega Drive I've seen. Yeah, yeah, something that's really good. Yeah. For what difficulty is um, concerned, then we don't. I know. I understand. For you, it's probably got a bigger barrier. I think you're more appreciative of Metroidvania and not Rogue Lights as well. Well, yeah, Metroidvania have actually the same problem. You also start really weak. Uh, in mm-hmm. almost all Metroidvanias mm-hmm. and uh, when you get further in the game you get stronger and stronger and then some in the end you're most of the time are like a super power uh, powered up uh, person which can destroy everything so mm. it has similar problem but in this game um, it, it initially felt that you can't get any better at it so it, it throws you back a lot in the beginning and then in the beginning i thought it was like a like a traditional rogue experience where you mm-hmm. can't permanent permanently get upgrades but if you find how to permanently get upgrades and it gets easier later then the, for me the game opened up but in the beginning yeah. it was really difficult and i think a lot of people will bounce off the difficulty in the beginning and, and like Diego, he said, yeah, this game is not for me. I can't even beat the first level. And yeah. I, I can see it. You need to put a bit of effort in, in the roguelikes because otherwise you're never going to get anywhere, right? So, yeah. Yeah, but I think... true. But, but um, when you get a good weapon and more health, then this game gets pretty, yeah, forgiving. I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't have a, that much pro- trouble anymore. Especially yeah. if you also get that repellent that you can't lose your uh, equipment. <laughs> uh, then you're then you permanently get you're permanently strong, and mm-hmm. then you, you you can just uh, enjoy the game. Yeah, you know, like uh, I think that the, the difficulty is really manageable, uh, and also of course that I found the ranged uh, uh, characters way easier. So I, I just found out that way too late. I just thought, okay, I pick one <laughs> character. I want to see everything of this character. And uh, my stupid mind didn't think of uh, changing the character, and that eased up the game. 
immensely. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see, I can see that that being a thing. Yeah, especially I played the mage, so I can understand. I didn't play the knight at all. I played a bit of the rogue, but not uh, not as much. I think as uh, I think Sticker said this at the beginning, no, at the beginning, in the midway. I think the game is fair. Uh, so it's not it's not overly difficult. You can learn it. You can learn the patterns, and then you can s s sort of fly through it in in, mm -hmm. in some respect, as you said. Uh, the bosses, yes, the bosses are more difficult, but does it doesn't mean that they're inherently difficult. I think, again, it's a matter of understanding their patterns. So I, I retried the, the first boss a load of times. And then when, I, when I've understood the, the patterns, I could actually go past him relatively quickly and relatively unscathed. He might have touched mm. me once or twice. But they there surprise you all the time. Sometimes they have second phases. And then yes, all the time I found. All the time they have two modes, I, I found. I don't know if they all have, but... For example, in the circus, that that guy, you have to. That's really creative. You have to um, jump through hoops, literally. That, that's uh, an amazing. How amazing yeah. is the idea when they do that? That no one does and, a boss and, and like that. And then he comes back, and then you can hit him if you if yeah, you succeed at that. And uh, uh, you have to do all kind of uh, circus activities uh, to to get uh, to hit him to the boss, which is yeah. really nice. But when you done with that then he suddenly gets enraged or something and then he turns into a normal boss and then he yeah well he killed me right away when, when he did that uh, <laughs> uh, the first time so that was really surprising uh so you have to relearn also the second phase which is yeah can be yeah, quite yeah. difficult uh, yeah yeah they're, but, they're the most yeah, difficult the, part of the game yeah and but that's also the most fun part of the game i think those bosses yeah. they are so totally, creative totally. Uh, if it was just a boss rush game, it was great as well for me. What about the pianist? That's so like, what an oh, idea! Oh, so cool! Like, oh. like, like, it, it's like I said, like, said like, like the creativity in the bosses. It's like one of the best parts in the game. But but um, it, it's it's it, I I feel like a lot of your experience with, with the bosses and the games in general really depends on if you pick a character who's who where where, where you click with the gameplay. And it seems to me like like. Um, because you chose the fighter for so long, you, like maybe you didn't enjoy it as much because, like, like, like it, it wasn't your style of gameplay for this particular game, at least. No, but, but, but at least that's my opinion. But, but, like, um, and sorry, sorry, the, the pianist boss was like amazing. Like, it's so original, man. I, I love it. I, yes, yes, incredible. Uh, I, I also, what, what happens to me, I, I'm so. Like taken by the creativity that I just stay there like that with a joystick and look at ah oh, he's firing notes from the piano and then I die I'm like oh maybe I should move you know and then he's throwing candles at me and then he's throwing books at me oh, it's just what yeah incredible. And you have to light a fire it gets dark or something and then you have to because he yeah yeah throws uh, candles you have to uh, shoot out the candles at the right place to light yeah, up the, the fireplace and then the yeah, fireplace then. and when it's light and you can attack him again it's really really nice it's a sort of a puzzle and i used yeah. to I, I play like stuff like hollow knight and stuff like that they have a lot of creative bosses but even this game has bosses i boss ideas and i haven't seen in other games before which is great yeah. and they work because you can yeah. get mm -hmm. the, get the idea but if they can also not work but for me it's really all the bosses I encountered, they really worked for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same, uh, absolutely, same. absolutely. So, as we draw into the end here, what, what, um, if you had to summarize what you think about the game? I mean, 
maybe nowadays it's a bit reluctant giving it a score. We never give scores. We just say if we like it and we don't like it. But if you if you had to summarize the game, what would you say? So if I would summarize the game, um, well, I would say that it's a, a action platformer roguelike. It's really well done. It, in many ways, it pushes the limits of the system, like in terms of colors. It's very impressive with the animations and the and the parallax scrolling. I think the music is honestly amazing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think that uh, I think I do think that the game is very difficult and has a bit of a steep learning curve in the initial parts. But overall, it's one of the best homebrew games for the Mega Drive. Um, absolutely top ten, maybe even top five. A- absolutely. Um, and and I'm I honestly kind of impressed. I think Neofit grew a lot between Estaborg and Estabros, so I'm very I'm very curious to see what Demon Claw will be like. And I think that if they manage to maintain this level of quality and this degree of, of success they've had in terms of sales and money, um they might honestly join the 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 legend of Legend of Mega Drive games because like like this game really impressed impressed me. If this had come out back in the day, exactly wow. as, it, as it is now, it would be like one of those incredible classics that people would always bring up, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and and to uh, that's what I thought as well. This game, uh, because of the random randomness and also the vagueness, this would have worked so well if this released when I was younger and I had the time to pour in all my heart and soul into it mm. uh, because in the beginning there's so so much to learn and there's also so much to learn to not do uh, because mm-hmm. it can be really punishing if you do s- some stuff and uh, for me that's uh, it, it it tries to uh, keep you away from progressing all, a lot of mm-hmm. the time and um I think when when I'm, I was younger, I, I could handle this way better. But now I'm just impatient. And I have so <laughs> many good games around me that it's like when I hit that brick wall of okay, I can't progress because um, because it's yeah uh, unfair. Mm-hmm. I, I f- it felt unfair in the beginning for me. Then I, I just go play another game because there are so many good games around me. So. Um, You're a quitter, either. <laughs> <laughs> normally not, but I didn't see any progress, and I also didn't feel the urgency to continue this game uh, initially because I thought, okay, if I can't even beat the third level, and there are uh, six on the map, and uh, I, I keep hitting that brick wall, then um, I'm not going to see the credits of this game. And um, but if you learn uh, um, this game. Uh, yeah, it's it, if you learn what to do and what, especially not to do, uh, then uh, then then it opens up and it's great. I I couldn't stop playing today, honestly, and I'm uh, I really want to play further now because now I'm mm-hmm. a strong mage, <laughs> and it's a lot easier. <laughs> and uh, I want to see what this game has uh, to offer uh, uh, now. But yeah, you have to go through that initial brick wall and maybe. I think I, w- I would recommend, recommend people would have the same attention span as me. Uh, go find a guide or uh, maybe a walkthrough and see for uh, for at least the first part of the game what everything <laughs> does. 
And then uh, that's so helpful. That's really helpful if you have to figure everything out yourself. And that would be great if, if this game would be uh, released back in the day and everyone was playing it and everybody was discussing it uh, on, the, on the school uh, yard or something. Then, <laughs> yeah, then, then you learn so much from each other and then you can play uh, this game a lot easier. But mm-hmm. yeah, for, for me, the, the, the difficulty in the, the, the start was a bit too tough. But <laughs> if you go through there, Actually, it's the same for Pig's Quest. We had the same issue. Yeah, but if you learn it, then then it's uh, then it's a lot uh, lot easier and, and it's way more enjoyable. So, what I want to say: great game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, for me, maybe it was better if it's not a roguelite. Mm-hmm. If it was designed levels, mm-hmm. if it was like a Metroidvania, I would be all over this. The the roguelite uh, aspect of it hold it back for me a little in the beginning but yeah uh yeah if especially if you're into these games uh roguelites it would be the greatest thing ever probably on mega <laughs> well for me it's uh pretty much just a full um five star out of five or ten out of ten for me because i mean i've seen a lot of homebrew uh with a podcast without the podcast and my god i must say for me like sneaker said for me this is right at the top in the top league with all of them like like absolutely with the best and um i can't stop thinking about the graphics because i'm uh, I, I like to think of myself as a designer by trade but um it's been a long time but i i really admire all the effort and it takes a long time to to draw all those uh, um, enemies and all that that variation and all those bosses and all their moves and all their expressions it, it's an incredible effort i love the music as well I love that they stuck all the stuff in like crafting and, and the materials and the people that you rescue that then build the camp. It gives an incredible depth to the game and that you can explore or not, you know, mm-hmm. and then the, you have the roguelike uh, aspects of it as well. Then they thought about every details, like when you die, there's also a mini game when you die. So, I, you know, it's hard to find a fault with this. Um, I mean, for me. So it sits really, really high. Uh, and I encourage everyone who has a Mega Drive to try this game. Absolutely, because um, obviously you can compare it to modern games, but even if you do that, it still holds its own. But True. if you think about it, as as we were talking before, back in the 80s or 90s when, when there was the Mega Drive, having this game would have absolutely blown the socks off everyone. <laughs> it's an incredible feat. And even if you don't own a Mega Drive, you can still play it on Nintendo Switch and the PS4, I believe, and Steam. I, I think, think so, yeah. yeah. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, so you can play it on modern platforms now, can't you, as well? And mm-hmm. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer playing on an actual cartridge, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, there it is. My copy is actually oh, yeah, here, but, I believe. Oh. It's still here. Second. Nice. <laughs> yeah, my, my they they sent me this very shiny copy. Ah, uh, wow. <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> yeah, lucky you. No, I, no, I bought the digital we, version. If we praise a little bit more, then uh, we get one as well for ourselves as well. <laughs> but I, I don't even own a Mega Drive. But um, you uh, should. I recommend great system. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it is I have, a good system. But I played it on my uh, Mio Mini and. Uh, it was really nice to have this uh, handheld as well, and it worked 
mm-hmm. uh, amazingly as well. So, and also safe states. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, now, uh, let's say I let's say I I I try I, my initially um, when I played everything with the knight, I didn't use safe states at all, and, uh, uh, and then I got got screwed over a lot, and then I thought, <laughs> okay, before I take another decision, I don't know what I'm doing. So, for example, pick up an item. I'll save state now to learn this game. And that was really helpful. If I picked up something like a curse or something, then I thought, okay, uh, let's try this curse. Let's see what, what happens. But if if it screwed me over, then I just reverted back bef- to before picking up that item. And then I can breathe again and I learned something. So mm, fair enough. For me. That's a good way of going, I think. That's a good idea to, to use a safe state to test the things out if they're not clear. Yeah, mm. because they, they really want you to experiment, but they, mm. the experiments can be really punishing. So for me, <laughs> that, uh, instead of wasting my time, I just use the save state. And uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think uh, I still, uh, I only use it for that. So it's not that I tease the bosses or something. So uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, as a matter of distribution, I think I bought the ROM at the time for £15. And then there is a cartridge, which I think comes in two varieties. Come The boxed version, which is not uh, mm-hmm. your super posh version, Stika. <laughs> I think it's a more normal, uh, traditional Mega Drive um, yeah. cartridge right. enclosure. And uh, unless you've got the super deluxe or something, I don't Basically, know. Basically, what I got was the press release version of the game. Okay, here it is. Here's the regular boxed version. There we go. It might be. I, I think my camera is reversed for you. So so. Oh no, it's the, fine. The, the, no, no, it's good. Oh, it's fine. Okay, 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 okay. Reverse it back. Yeah, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. That that's the normal cartridge that's box. Normal, that... Yeah, yeah. The, the one I showed you is the is for press basically for and and YouTubers and influencers, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's got stickers and all sorts inside. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I have to yeah. say, when I see this cartridge or this box, <laughs> I. Uh, like, I maybe yes. sounded a little bit negative about this game, yeah, yeah, but cool. if I see this, I think <laughs> I need a Mega Drive and this cartridge, and I want to play it on real hardware. If I see this, it's it looks so yeah. nice. It's, also, uh, it's got a reversible cover. Let me see if I can show you. Like the cover has two sides, basically. Yeah, so, yeah, like, lovely. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And, uh, American. There's a lot, a lot of attention to detail here. Like uh, a lot of like, love. That was what I say. I a lot of love absolutely. for the games. Look at it. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely. Yes. Oops, now I got a lot of now I got a lot of junk here on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. But yes, um, it's, it's very pretty. I did buy I said the the uh, the ROM version and uh, I think uh, the the cartridge version with the normal box is uh, around seventy nine euros uh, and the, the super probably around that yeah yeah uh, I I don't think they sell the the, the press kit release is just for. As you said, yeah. the streamers or people who yeah yeah it, it, it's just for the press basically, which yeah, is yeah, funny yeah. because I actually bought a, a box copy, a, a regular box copy, and mm. then they actually sent me this version. Oh, that's so nice. Like, they knew they knew it was me basically. <laughs> ah, that's good. That's good. It always, always that pays off. That one guy in Portugal that must be Stika. <laughs> well, I mean, they 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 already had my address from from the from the ones of Estibor back when I used to accept. Um, a review copy. These days, I, I I don't accept review copies anymore. Now, any any game I review, I have to buy it with my own money because uh, you know, just for for um, for um, yeah, just to make sure that the the that it doesn't affect my 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 judgment basically. 
But, you know, I actually bought the game, and then when I got it, I was like, oh, okay, they sent me a special edition. Well, okay, whatever. I just paid for it. <laughs> you can buy this on their website, and then it is distributed on modern platforms. I think the Switch is one. Um, I, I just stumbled upon the other one. Uh, Steam is the other one. So yes. There you go. Is there no PS4 version? I can't remember. Oh, okay. It's it's a physical release for the PS4. Interesting. A, 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 ah, limited, right. a limited physical release. Okay, interesting. Uh, is it with limited run games? In this case, it's from uh, Pixel Heart, which it's, ah, it's right. a smaller publisher, but also limited in production. Okay. If Have you guys got anything else you want to add? Um, I don't think so. No, that's, that's it for me. Just play the game, I guess. <laughs> I recommend yeah, it. Yeah, definitely go and play the game. Well, um, thank you, Stika, for sticking Anytime. around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if the, I mean, again, I know um, you've got your YouTube channel, but if people want to get in touch, how can they get in touch with you? Honestly, the the, the easiest way is simply go to Google and type Stika. That's S-T-1-K-A. The, the good thing with having such a unique name is that all your results will be me. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. It, it, it all, it'll always be me, basically. And I always check all of those social medias. So it... it Wherever you choose to contact me, if it's me, I'll see it. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Well, thank you very much. Uh, guys, game at newgameofflame.com is the email address where you can write your emails and join our Discord server if you have some queries in real time and to talk to our splendid community. <laughs> and uh, yeah, until next time, have a great evening because it's evening now. It's about half past nine here, half past yeah. ten, I guess, in Portugal. And I'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. See ya.